a book today is not what a book was 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. People have short attention spans. So I tell people that a book today is something that people want to pick up when they get on a plane in New York and finish it by the time they get to Los Angeles. everyone, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Arvi Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and of course, your host on the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. This is a little bit different kind of a podcast because this is a podcast where we talk about what makes a million dollar speaker and how to reach millions and how to make millions doing it. And we have a very special guest today, one of my very dear friends. His name is Dan Janelle. And Dan works for business owners who want to elevate their reputations and set themselves apart from their competition by writing a book. As a book coach, development editor, and ghostwriter, Dan shapes stories and strategies that can transform a career or business. Dan has written more than a dozen books that have been translated into six languages. His latest book is Write Your Book in a Flash. He also hosts a podcast, Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janal where he interviews business owners who have written books. Thinkers.360.com named the show one of the top 50 podcasts for thought leaders. Dan holds a bachelor's and master's degrees in journalism from Northwestern University. He is a former award-winning daily newspaper reporter and business editor. He has interviewed President Gerald Ford and First Lady Barbara Bush. So let's give Dad a big, warm welcome. All right. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Arvi. It's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. All right. I'm so excited that you're here. You are so knowledgeable about words and books and even even speaking. So my first question that I ask my guests is what makes a million dollar speaker? You know, I'm so glad you asked me that during the green room because you really took me by surprise there. And I thought, okay, I have to think of a new speech in less than two minutes. What am I going to do? And I thought, you know, in order to be a million dollar speaker, you have to be a very good improvisational speaker. You have to be able to think on your feet because you never know what kind of questions people are going to ask you from the audience. And you have to have an answer. And it may be, you know, they will ask you questions out of left field that are totally good questions, but you haven't thought about them before. And you have to think of an answer right on the spot because you're the expert. And if you don't have the answer, then you're not the expert. So that's one way to be a million dollar speaker. But then I thought about it a little bit more because I really am a really good improvisational speaker. And I thought, how to become a million dollar speaker? Well, the smart ass in me said, so one speech for a million dollars. And one way is to sell a million speeches for $1. Both of those are fairly impractical. 
But it is really a good business plan to sell one speech for say $2,500, $5,000, $10,000. Then you sell your book. You sell 100 copies of your book at $20 a piece and that adds more money. Then you have a coaching program. You have a group coaching program. You have private coaching programs. You have consulting. And that's how you get to be a million dollar speaker. You won't get there just by speaking alone. You need books, you need coaching programs, you need consulting programs, or any combination of those that play into your wheelhouse, because not everyone is a coach or consultant, but whatever you do, that's what where you're gonna make your real money. So it starts with speaking as a lead generation tool, and then it builds from there. So we're not talking about transactions, we're talking about relationships. That's how you get to be a million dollar speaker. Beautiful. Well said. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about you and how you became the book coach, the editor, the writer, the ghostwriter, the PR specialist that you are today. Oh, thank you for asking. You know, my background is in high-tech PR. I was there at the very beginning of the PC revolution. I introduced the CD-ROM technology that doesn't exist anymore, but uh, somebody had to introduce it, and that was me. I was on the PR team that launched America Online. So you'd think I would be getting an avalanche of clients because I had done so many wonderful things. And I'm sure people are listening to this podcast and saying, well, that's just like me. I'm the best realtor in town or I'm the best dentist in town. Everyone should be coming to me. After all, I went to the university or I'm in the million dollar president's club, whatever. How come people are coming up and asking me but they're also asking my competitors and giving business to my competitors. So that's what my life was like. You know, I go to the software publishers information meetings and I do a speech or I do a training and people would come up to me afterwards and they'd say, hey, that was really good. We want you to do our PR. And I said, great, when do we get started? And they said, well, why don't you send us a proposal first? Okay, because that's the way the work was done. You would go back, you'd and 10 hours, 20 hours, writing a proposal, thinking of creative ideas, doing research, really pouring your heart out, and then crickets. And then they wouldn't read it. They, they wouldn't read it, they wouldn't get back to you, or they'd say, oh, our secretary can do this, or they'd give it to, to one of my competitors. And you know, it was the same with them too. You know, So no matter, it didn't matter that I had excellent credentials or done wonderful things, because all my competitors had excellent credentials and had wonderful things too. So I was in that, that box. And I'm sure many people listening are in that same box. You've gone to good schools, you've worked for many years, you have many patients, many clients, wonderful testimonials, and yet you're not getting the business. So I thought, what can I do to stand out? And I said, well, maybe I should write a book. So I wrote a book called How to Publicize High-Tech Products and Services. It was what I knew. You know, it was like just almost, almost like opening up my brain and spilling it right out to the computer because I knew this stuff backwards and forwards. I'm sure people listening saying like, I could write a book because I know things that are backwards and forwards too. I could just spill it right out right away. So I wrote my book and I went to the software publishers convention and I did my training and people came up to me afterwards and they said, we want you to do our PR. And I said, oh. Do you want me to write a proposal? <laughs> and they said, no, you wrote the book. We know you know your stuff. When can we get started? And wow. that's when I realized that a book makes the difference. And a book can set you apart from all of your competitors who have similarly good degrees and good credentials. The book makes the difference. 
I love that. So besides, the book makes the difference, but tell us why specifically business owners and speakers, speakers, that they need to write their book because they're probably going, well, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not into that business or I'm not. So, but everyone should have a book. So tell us why. Sure, exactly. Well, speakers are in a different class because if you don't have a book, you won't get you won't get the gig. Simple as that. You know, the the meeting planners assume that you have a book, and when they make their first cuts of triage, because let's face it, you're not the only one being recommended for this job. Uh, they're going to say she has a book, she has a book, she has a book. He doesn't have a book. Let's cut him out. So you need for 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 speakers, it's the minimum level of entry requirements. For other people, it's a way to stand out because you could be a realtor. How many realtors have written books? Not many. How many have written books? Not many. How many small business owners have written books? Not many. So when you write a book, you really stand out. You know, there's another reason to write a book too. It'll save you time in the prospecting. One of my good friends, Alexandra Watkins, uh, is a naming specialist. You know, you've heard the term, you know, Baconator for Wendy's or Burger King, I forget which, you know, she created that term. She created lots of other terms that people just love. She has a, another, she named another product called, you know, Kiss My Face. It's like uh, one of those, those, those gels or things you put, women put on their face. You see it out counters in supermarkets and stuff. You know, isn't that so much great? Well, that's her process. She has a process for naming products called the SMILE method. And S and M and I stand for different things. We don't get into it. But her method of working is so much different than, say, the drug companies who name things like AstraZeneca and things you can't spell, you can't pronounce. You're wondering if you're looking at a Greek encyclopedia when you're seeing these terms. That's not her style. She doesn't want to work with those kinds of companies. And, you know, those kind of companies don't want to work with her. So when they read your book, they see your process and they buy into it or they don't. And if they don't, then you're not wasting your time talking to people who are just going to kick your tires. You're going to be talking to people say, I get what RV is doing. I love her philosophy. I can only learn so much from a book. How much more can I get and, and develop and transform by working with her? Because I really dig what she's all about. That's what a book can do for you. It's love it, love it. It teaches people how they can work with you effectively. Love it. So if someone wants to get listening right now, say, okay, you sold me down. I've got to write a book. I'm a speaker, but I don't know how to get started. So do you have a process for like how to, somebody can start really quickly? Sure. I have a, a, I call it the executive summary, which is something that maybe people can really relate to because they're in business. And the first question is, what do you want the book to do for you? You know, do you want to get clients? Do you want to make money? You know, it, it's very simple, but most people don't even think about that. And then they're all over the place with their books because they're, they're really not focused. Then when you know what the book is going to do for you, then you assemble the stories and ideas that will help you get to that. For instance, let's say you, you do something really well, but you're burnt out about that, or it's too competitive and you don't make any money on it anymore because everyone else is doing it. Well, you don't write a book that's going to attract clients for that kind of service. So think about what your high profit items are, the things you like to do, and then think about the kind of clients you want to work with. And that's called the customer avatar example. So I have a client I'm working with now, he's writing a book on how programmers uh, and coders can develop personal relate, you know, 
uh, communication confidence and people skills because these people are like really into coding, but they don't get along with people and they don't get promoted because they're not seen as leaders because they don't have those skills. So I'm working with him on that. And I said, who is your avatar? What, what are they like? Where are they from? What do they do? He came back to me a week later and he had a picture of Raj from the Big Bang Theory. And I said, that is so perfect. So we a picture, he printed out a picture of Raj, put it next to his computer. And he said, that's who I'm writing this book for. Now you're focused. Because the big mistake a lot of people make is that, well, I could write a book for everyone. After all, I'm a dentist and you know, everyone has teeth and everyone needs dental. Like, no. Yes, everyone has teeth, but not everyone can afford you. Not everyone uh, is in your area. Not everyone is in your on and on and on and on. So you really got really focused on who you're writing for, because frankly, you don't have enough marketing money to reach everyone in the world. You can only reach a certain segment, and that's the segment you can focus on. The next step is what is their biggest problem? Because the only reason they're going to read a book is to solve a problem. So the middle of your book, the I like to call them the eight chapters, are the eight chapters that solve people's problems. The first chapter introduces you and the problem and them and see how they can get to know, like, and trust you. The rest of the book, they get to see you as the leader who helped other people and you took them from mess to success and made them look like the hero. And the last chapter, you're going to love this, Harvey, because this ties right into what you teach. The last chapter shows them how they can work with you because there's only so much they can learn in a book, right. but the real application comes from working with you one-on-one. -on -one. So that's the process for writing the book. And when you follow that process, you'll never have that blank paper syndrome or that writer's block syndrome, because you're gonna know what each chapter is about and what should be in each chapter because you're helping people solve their problems. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And that's what I teach with people when they don't know quite how to write a speech or craft a speech. They're like, what do I talk about? Well, and I tell them, well, first of all, what are you passionate about? What are you knowledgeable about? And what is there an audience for? Now, some people, they might be knowledgeable, but they're not passionate. Or they might be passionate about something, but not knowledgeable. So, for example, I'm passionate about dogs. I love dogs, have dogs all my life, but I'm not really knowledgeable. I don't know what makes them tick. I don't really know, you know, how to train them. I had to get a trainer to train me to train them kind of thing. So it would not be a good fit, even though two out of the three are there. So you have to have three out of three. So do you agree that that is the same with a book? You have to have passion, knowledge, and there has to be an audience. Exactly, exactly. You know, I had a client once who was a, uh, a business coach for women in Houston. And I said, who do you like to work with? Same exercise you're doing right here with everyone. And she said, well, I really like to work with women who just graduated from college because they really need a lot of help. I said, that's wonderful. That's very, very altruistic. And then she said, but I also like to work with women in middle management, you know, the pink collar workers, because they really need a lot of confidence to get to the next level. I said, that's very nice. That's very, that, that's, that's, your heart is in the right place. And then she said, but I really like working with C-suite women and helping them get on boards. And I said, wow, that's really powerful. You really have a lot of great range of, of knowledge. And she said, thank you very much. So I said, who is it easiest to sell to? And she said, oh, the C-suite women. And I said, why? She said, 
well, they know they need me. They have the money to afford me. The women in college don't have the money. The women in the middle don't know what a coach is and they don't have the money. So we became very clear that her audience was the C-suite women where she can make a lot of money. And if she wants to do pro bono work with the other groups, more power to her. Amen. But her passion and the people who were most likely to hire her were in a certain segment and that's where she needed to focus. Otherwise, she'd just be spinning her wheels by people who, who would love to work with her but couldn't possibly afford to work with her. Beautiful, because again, a book is just an entryway into something bigger. A book will not, as you said earlier, solve a problem, but it could make somebody aware that there's a problem and aware that there's a solution and you are that solution. So what stops people from writing books, Dan? I mean, with all of that, what stops them from writing that book? There's something called the imposter syndrome. Some people think that they just can't do it. And the other thing that stops people is that they say, well, there are already 5,000 other books there on this topic. And you know, Professor Smith at Harvard knows a lot more about this than I do. And I wanna let you know that everyone who's listening on this podcast can write a book because they are uniquely qualified to write that book. No one has that level of experience, the same experiences that you have. So yeah, there could be a million books on sales, but you're the only person who knows how to sell on Main Street, or you're the only person who really knows how to sell dental services to uh, a certain segment of the audience, or you're the only person who's worked in this industry and selling in the oil and gas industry is a lot different than consulting in the airline industry. There are certain terms, regulations, whatever, that make your book different and your experience different from everyone else. Plus all your personal interactions and all your you're, you're, you're working with all of your clients, that makes you different as well. And people learn from those stories. So that's why you can write a book today just by opening up your brain and letting it spill out onto your computer page and letting people know about all the things you've learned, the lessons you've learned, the trials, the tribulations, learning from your failures and your successes, uh, equally good. So you have the book inside you. In fact, you, if you're writing articles, if you're writing blog posts, if you're speaking, if you're doing podcasts, you probably have enough content for a book right now. You just need to work with a book coach or an editor who can take all that material and make sense of it and put it in the right order, remove the duplication, and maybe prompt you to write a few new things or interview you and write a few new things uh, to make the book come alive for today's audiences. You have that book inside you right away. Amen. I so believe in that, that everyone has that message to share that only they can share. And that that book is the same, that people can only hear it from you. And they've got the eyes open and the ears open because of the way you write or because of the way you're presenting it, your process. So even though there's a gazillion books, all somebody needs is that one book that will really make a difference in their life. And so that's why, again, each and every one of us have multiple books inside of us. We need to get them out because there's people waiting for our words. So with that in mind, do some writers actually talk themselves out of writing a book? Uh, they do because of that imposter syndrome, because they think there's someone else out there who can do this. And uh, other people have other excuses. Let's say well, human beings are, are, are excuse machines. So mm -hmm. a lot of people come to me and say, well, I'd like to write a book. And we get through those first two problems that we just discussed. And they say, well, we really don't have the time. And that's what I want to address here, because uh, 
a book today is not what a book was 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. People have short attention spans. So I tell people that a book today is something that people want to pick up when they get on a plane in New York and finish it by the time they get to Los Angeles. In fact, one of the people I interviewed on my podcast said, I'll go you one better. They want to finish the book by the time they, they, they fly over Chicago or Kansas City. They don't want to wait till Los Angeles. So what we're talking about here is a book that's maybe 20 or 25,000 words. So let's break that down. Let's do some simple math. Let's say there are 25,000 words in your book. You have 10 chapters, which we outlined before. That means that each chapter is only 2,500 words. Some of you have already written blog posts longer than 2,500 words, so it's already there. Or it, let's say you write for 15 minutes a day, and I think that's the bare minimum. You, know, you might see guitars in my background. I play the guitar for 15 minutes a day, and if I say, if I can't play the guitar for 15 minutes a day, then I'm never going to be Eric Clapton. But if I do, then I might have half a chance. But if I don't pick up the guitar for 15 minutes, then I have no chance whatsoever. So I challenge everyone to find 15 minutes in their day, whether wake up 15 minutes earlier, go to sleep 15 minutes later, you know, take 15 minutes for your lunch hour. I know you're taking kids to soccer practice. Well, take 15 minutes to start writing on your iPad while they're playing on the field there. And in 15 minutes, you can probably write 250 words. So in four days, you've written a thousand words. So do the math. If you can write a thousand words every four days, you'll have a book done in less than three months. Now it becomes manageable. So we all know the old speakers uh, joke about how do you eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time. Well, how do you write a book? It's one 15 minute segment at a time. And you know, 15 minute segments, it's like doing sit-ups. You do the first one, it's real pain. Second one, a little bit easier. Third one, now you're suddenly on a roll. Same with writing for 15 minutes. If you write for 15 minutes, chances are some days you're gonna write for an hour. And some days you're going to be tired and whatever, and you just struggle to get through the 15 minutes. And that's where you do your easy stuff. That's okay. Um, but in three months, you can write a book. I love that, Dan, because when I started writing my book, I would take a whole day, Mondays, and to write my book. And I would sit there and nothing would come out, right? And then I would do something over here and, oh, I got to go put laundry in over here. Or whatever. It was too much. And I just couldn't get the job done. I wish I knew about the 15 minutes because that is doable. I could have done 15 minutes. So that is key. That's worth, that's a million dollar idea right there, Dan. Thank you so much. So let me ask you this. What kind of help? Because that's a lot of help. That's a big help to authors. But what kind of help, other kind of help do authors really need to, to get their book done? Sure. You know, writing a book should not be a solitary process. We all hear about the struggling author, the lonely author sitting in the garret in the attic saying, no, I will write this book and I will sweat blood to write this book. No, it's like entrepreneurs are crazy, you know, for, <laughs> I'm one too. We all think we can do it ourselves. And the point is you can do it a lot faster with other people. You know, I interviewed Ken Blanchard, you know, he wrote the One Minute Manager and Who Moved My Cheese. He's written 70 books. Each book was written with a co-author. And I asked him, why do you write with a co-author? And he said, because I learned so much from them. 
And that's, you know, if someone like Ken Blanchard can say that, then, you know, we, we mere mortals should listen and take advice because it really, you really do write faster when you have a coach who can help you. And if you're struck, like if you're stuck, rather, like you said, I, I, I would rather do the laundry, I'd find it. You know, I used to rearrange my books by the color of their spines. So if, we, if we're looking for excuses, we can do every kind of excuse in the world. So, but if you had a coach who holds you accountable, then like I do with some of my clients, we meet on Monday on Mondays and uh, they promise to write a new chapter. They can tell me which chapter they want to write. Uh, so it's easy for them and doable. And then I don't care if they're up half the night, Sunday night, they're going to finish their chapter so we can talk about it on Monday. So holding people accountable is a big part of coaching and also answering their questions and giving them ideas and tips to get them through those difficult points is also part of a coach's responsibility to help you with your, your mental attitude to a degree, because we're not psychologists, but we can help you get through the dip. And as a uh, developmental editor, I see what people don't see. In fact, I, one of my clients is a former NFL football player who's writing a great book about how student athletes can cope in the real world. Because like, let's face it, they're in high school, they're in college, they're big man on campus, they're, they get scholarships to college. Now they're in the real world and they're working in the mailroom. You know, <laughs> how do you get over that? So it's a really, really good book. And we're talking and he has his ideas, you know, like, like many speakers, he has his acronym for the kinds of things you would do and the 10 rules for success and all that. And then we're talking and he says, and you know, I wish that students would take more, more advantage of their career placement office. I said, career placement office? You don't mention that in your book. I said, oh, you think it's important? I said, well, duh, yeah. So sometimes as our friend Willie Jolly says, yeah. If you're in the picture, you don't see the frame. That's right. That's right. And that's where a developmental editor can come in and, and show you where the forest for the trees and all that. So they see things you don't see. And as a former newspaper reporter and editor, that's what I'm trained to do. So I've helped lots of people who bury their signature stories. So no, 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 let's move this up to chapter one. This is really what you're all about. This is where you'll bond with people. Love it. Love it. So one more question, Dan. How do people get a hold of you? If they want to book coach, That's they question. Help, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. Um, my, the name of my book is Write Your Book in a Flash, and I believe in branding. So here's a branding exercise for you, a branding lesson, rather. The name of my website is, guess what? WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. I also have a podcast, Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle. So we're, we're real consistent uh, on Facebook and all that other stuff about WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. You'll find lots of free information, free resources, free things to download that will help you overcome writer's block, get over the, the, uh, the imposter syndrome so you can start to write a book. And there's also a link on the calendar to reach out to talk with me for a 15-minute discovery session to see if we're a good fit for each other. And if we're not, then you know, I'm happy to refer you to other people who might be. For example, I do business books and how-to books, but if you're writing a memoir or a children's book, then you know I would refer you to other people. Got it. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much. We are out of time today, but it has been such a pleasure to not only talk to you, but learn all about writing books. I mean, I'm re-energized. I want to write my second book now after speaking to you. So I appreciate your time and your energy. And you truly are not only a million dollar speaker, but a million dollar book coach. So thanks again for being here. Thank you very much, Arby. All right, everyone, that's it for today. We'll see you back here next week.
Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.